going on, everybody? You're listening to Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff. And today I have another special guest with us. He's been on the show before. He's a good friend of mine. We go way, way back. <laughs> I have recording artists. He just released his debut studio album, St. Luke Street. I have Devin with us. How are you doing this afternoon, Devin? I'm feeling good. Feeling great, bro. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on Sane Show. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to have you back on the show. I'm excited to talk about the things we're going to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to today's recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Really quick, before I introduce the topics, I want to take a moment to shout out all the listeners in all 60 plus countries. Thank you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for continuing to like, share, subscribe, spread the word about saying show really means a lot. And if you're listening and you don't already follow us, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at sane underscore show. That's sane S-A-N-E underscore show. And then you can find us on Facebook at Sane Show. Again, on Facebook, that same show. So today we're going to have a conversation about recording artist branding. And then we're going to have a conversation about hip hop community. So let's go ahead and hop into it with our first topic, recording artist branding. And just some of my thoughts about the topic. Artist branding is big when being a recording artist and Devin I know you and I've had that conversation off the record before as far as what you've gone through and I look at it as discovering who you are as an artist you have your personal identity obviously as a person and the individual and then you have your artist identity and I I, I want to kind of stop there too because I don't want it I don't want it to look like with recording artists that whatever their artist identity is, it's just com- something completely like left field, right? Something that doesn't resonate with the artist as an individual. But we know that artist branding is reflected in the music, in their messaging and everything that goes around that, even merchandise and things of that nature. So Devin, I want to hand it over to you just to get some of your thoughts around the topic of recording artist branding. Again, you being a hip hop artist, and you haven't gone through the process yourself, you know, just wanting to get some of your insight as far as what that looks like, branding yourself as an artist. Well, of course, we know branding is important with me, whether it's music or regular, Devin. I just remain me. There's nothing, there's there's no huge difference between the two. You know, I, I watch a lot of anime. You know, I'm into the Harry Potter. I'm into all of that. So I try to take my... The, the when I'm not doing music, I try to take that and then try to mesh it with my music life. Because trying to be two different people is a, is can be a very difficult thing. Trying to brand yourself on that level, it can be very difficult. So I try to just be myself in both on both sides. Because like I said, trying to keep that image up, trying to like I said, you, you're branding yourself. But I try not to go like you said. I, I try not to go all the way left. You know, write the vision and make it plain, man. Keep it real simple. But branding is important. You know, you got to make sure that you stand out. You got to make sure that people know, you know, who you are. But I, I say just be yourself in it. <laughs> Trying to be two different people is going to be is, is very hard as an artist. If you can do it, you can do it. I mean, if there's something <laughs> that I, I just remain myself. I'm, the way I am now, Click, we like I said, we're friends. The way I am in real life is the way I am in music. I'm just doing the music part of them. And I was going to ask you that too. Like what advice were you going to give artists that are just starting out who are trying to figure out their artist identity? 
you know, one of the things I think about too, when we think about artist brand, you know, people like to say, oh yeah, people, they get in the music business, they sell their soul and they, they, and they become something that they're not. And then, because when you see them outside of the music, they're a completely different person. Right. And I, I, I feel like in the business and my, there might've been a time where that was actually a thing, but I do feel now that that's not much of a thing anymore. Right. Because as fans, we want people who are real. We want people who are authentic. Right. We don't want to look at a, a, an artist and we see one thing in the music and we see another thing when they're outside of the music. Yeah. And that's the thing, like you, when you're an artist, that's where a lot of the depression and all this other stuff, because you now created this thing and you're not that. So, you know, you got to think like when you make it or when you blow and people start catching on, they're going to know you for what they see. Like the, like for instance, we know Lil John, he wears shades. We know future wears shades. The moment that they remove those shades off their face, they're a completely different person. You don't look at them like, oh, that's not the future I know. That's not the little John I know. I'm used to seeing them with shades on. So when you come into the game, like, be you. Be yourself. So it's not hard on you. You know, it's like it's, you're not having, a, like, your reality and your your music career is one and the same. So like I said, I do. I watch anime. You know, I have a geeky side to me. I put into my music or I talk about it a lot. Also, I'm tapping more into like the nerd core. I'm tapping more into doing anime music. So, like I said, I'm me. I'm gonna always be me, and that's what people need to be to try to do. Like all the gold chains and diamonds. And if that's not you in real life, if your lifestyle isn't really like that, there's no need to do it in the music world because that's a hard. That's gonna be hard for you to keep up with. Listening to you talk, you know, and this is a really interesting thing for me. It doesn't. Yeah, because coming into this, I'm thinking business, 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 right? Just just having just a complete business mindset to it, right? What sells? Because I think that's what a lot of people on the outside looking in might think it is, right? What sells? But if you just go off of what sells, that can take you down the wrong path. But listening to you right now, it sounds like that shouldn't be the approach, right? Because well, that'll take you in the wrong direction. Well, being relatable is what sells. So mm -hmm. then you'll see that a lot of artists in today's time, they're not relatable. There are a lot of people who have, you know, like I'll go back to the Diamond Chains, the Ferraris, the whatever, right? They're not relatable. A lot of people right now, we went through a pandemic. We're going through a lot of hurt. We're going through a lot of pain, financial issues. You can't talk about riding in this or riding in that or living like this. You know what I mean? It's not, people can't relate to that. Whatever people relate to is what sells. So in my music, mm -hmm. um, which I would categorize my music as like trap soul because I'm transparent. You know, there's people going through relationship problems. There's people that's being cheated on. There's people who they just want to be wild and, and, and club all night. So I try to tap into all of those things because that's what reality is. You know, or just people that just want to make it. You know what I'm saying? I got that on the album too, but that's what sells. That's what sales, being able to relate. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is. It's just as long as people can relate to you. And a perfect example of the, of the artist is Drake. Drake can rap something or sing something. He'd be like, dang, I felt like that yesterday. So that's what sales records. It's not the, the material thing. It's like people really just be yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just did it. Uh, and clearly, I know a lot of people know, but the record I just did with Luke called Myself is a huge record because he's literally 
being himself, he's talking about the things that he went through and people can relate to it. And at the end of it, he said, fake it till you make it was always, uh, always a lie. Like trying to fake it, like better be yourself. You're going to be way more successful as an artist if you remain and be yourself. That's the biggest advice that I can get to any artist. Don't get in the game trying to be somebody else because then you're going to be stuck like that. You got to keep that image up and you don't even, you're not even like that. That's like trying to be aggressive. Like, oh, I'm going to come out talking about guns and all this. And then in real life, you're not like that. So then when right. you approach, <laughs> when you get approached and somebody try you, man, you're like, dang, bro. Now you exposed. Now your career over because you're not really like that. So right. be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, it, it sounds, it sounds so, uh, I guess it's easier said than done for some people, right? But that's true. That's true. Because a friend and I were having a conversation actually uh, not too long ago. We were talking about the thing that sells, right? And the thing that makes people the the most loved people, right, in the industry. And this is whether it be in music or whether you're on television or in movies. It's just that people like people who are authentic, who are relatable, and that they're human, right? They're right. Great. You know, you because you don't, they don't put on this facade that, that makes people think like they're just all oh, this this is right. godly person that all this other stuff and it's like no they're not they're just regular people so people like that people gravitate towards that absolutely all right we're back now we're going to have a conversation about hip-hop community or hip-hop rap community better yet i look at this community as one of the most unique communities and one of the most unique things about the hip-hop rap community is the fact that there's such a strong sense of community across the entire genre and it's not just the community of the fans but the community of the artists and that's something that we see publicized a lot and while there are no community in other genres of, among artists it's not like that of hip-hop and rap and i say that because they don't get that recognition you know we see it all the time especially on social media we're always talking about what's going on in other in various hip-hop communities from atlanta to new york to la detroit north carolina memphis houston miami and like they're known throughout the country and you know, one of the things I was mentioning to you earlier is how, you know, you people can name who are those individuals in those communities and can make the can connect the dots between the various rappers within the various hip hop communities. And, you know, I know you're part of the, the North Carolina and the Charlotte hip hop community, so you know very well how these things go. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. And how you look at it when, when we think when you think about the hip hop community. Charlotte's unique. It's it's different. Like it's really, really different. It's not because we're we're a city that likes to be entertained. We don't do the entertaining. So we like to be entertained. We're more of money, banking, you know, biblical. So it's very unique. So I would say like the hip hop scene is like a baby. Let's say like a toddler. There's a lot of things like it's, it's it's new, like it's been here. But Charlotte has been an R&B type 
and this is just me coming up. This is just from my perspective, you know, me coming up as a kid. I don't know too many people that were huge in hip hop. Like when I was coming up, like someone asked me, you know, who did I look up to? Or is there anyone that inspired me? I would say no one. No one inspired me on that hip hop level. Cause I don't, I don't really know. Like I heard a few people, you know, you had like Betty Grind, that, or like TD Pablo, you know, like people like that. But it's like a so like the scene here is like I said it's unique. You have all it depends on what like you coming to Charlotte, you're gonna find everything. You're gonna find all types of artists, and it really and it, and it, and the dope thing about it is you get to choose what you want to hear. Like you could go, you can go to the House of Blues and you can get jazz and blues music, right? You can get poetry if that's what you're interested in. Just depending on the side of town you're on. We know that like the central area, you have all types of artists, but it's unique. It's unique and it's growing. And uh, whatever you're looking for is here. Whatever you're looking for is here, but it's not too much to say about the music scene here. I mean, we're still growing. We're still trying to figure it out. We're still coming up. We're, it's very new. Like I said, we are. We had R&B. We had people like Fantasia. We had Anthony Hamilton. Of course, one of my mentors, Keno Watson. You have but, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And sorry to interrupt, but even though it's still it's still in its infancy, there's still something here. You know, even when just not you know, me not even being an artist, I look at it. When I look at the community, right, I, I see something. Right. And I especially, you know, the artists that have come up, especially like the artists who have who have paved the way for people like the baby, right? For people like light loop there's that just like when we look at other communities right like we, when we look at atlanta people talk about ti they talk about outcast and and then you know you look at you look at la you know people talk about people talk about pop they talk about snoop they talk about dre who who gave paved the way for artists like kendrick like dom and game you know all those people that came out it's same thing in detroit you know there wasn't really much going on up there but you know, people, you know, people like Big Sean and Eminem paving the way for artists that are now coming out of Detroit. And then obviously we got New York, you know, you got <laughs> Biggie's and Jay-Z right. paving the way for people like ASAP Rocky. And um, there's so many New York artists, I can't name them off the top of my head right now. But, um, but you see, like, there's that, that thing that, that happens that's not, it's not isolated to one community. It, it's all the communities that that are in hip hop. Would you go to say that that's the thing? Yeah, I would say that's the thing. I would definitely say that's the thing. Because when you think of North Carolina, you do think of the loop, the elevated J's, the narrow Ferrar. Right. You know? But like I said, it's so new. Like we, it's very unique. It depends on what you're looking for. Like I've never been in a city like literally, like as big as those names are, people come here and still don't know who they are. Because they're not interested in that. They they, they may be interested in jazz. Because mm-hmm. you can come here and get all of that. Like Atlanta, that's like, oh yeah, they that's hip hop. Like we know that. Mm-hmm. Like they run in the game, they run in the industry. Charlotte is everything. You come here and get any type of music that you want, depending on what you're looking for, is is that's what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very unique. I've never dealt like Charlotte, you can't even, I can't even describe this, this scene here. You can't. There's no way to describe it. Because mm-hmm. everyone is unique. 
I mean, my manager came in and he was like, yo, and it's crazy because we all know each other, but we all do different styles of music. You may have, like I said, you got people who, who do the jazz, you got people who do the R&B, you got people who do nerdcore, you got people who do the hip hop, you got people who do trap soul like me, you got alternative R&B, you got people who do rock. I mean, and but we're all, we all know each other. So it's a very different, very, very different culture. It's tr truly no way to describe it. Like what's happening right now, there's no way to describe it. We just gotta wait, we gotta wait it out. We gotta put the work in as the artist and then whatever it becomes, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Charlotte is gonna become it, as far as like <clears throat> the music. Would you go to say that you would be able to predict what it might look like? Or is it, it's one of those things we have to wait and see? It's, you gotta wait because it's so unique. So, like I said, with Atlanta, you can you can clearly see, even in the past, you could see what it was going to become. You had Outkast, you had Ti, you had um, Gucci Man, you had all these people from the hey, They were already like you already knew what it was going to become. Charlotte literally has no past like that. Like we only, and this is no disrespect, man. I'm leaving people out, but. I only can name a few people that were doing hip hop in this culture. Like literally, we don't have a history like that. We had R and B, and we got like other cultures, but the hip hop community, what well, it's it's just now getting to a point where it's like, yo, like when the baby took off, when Luke took off, you got elevated. You got people like, then it started becoming even more of a thing. There, we literally are just now getting to a point where people are recognizing us. So it's kind of like we got to play the waiting game. We got to see where it's going to go. Now, I know what I would do as an artist because my goal is to create a, a bigger foundation, more entertainment, because <clears throat> there's a lot of jobs, right? There's a lot of jobs here, but there are not a lot of entertainment jobs. So you can go to L.A. and get a you can get a job. <laughs> you can get a job at uh, Interscope. You can get a job in anywhere. You go to L.A., right? But Or you can go to Atlanta and find opportunities. But Charlotte, it's hard to find uh, entertainment job here so that's the goal that's long like one of my biggest goals is to create that here yeah, so, of course i'm going to need help doing that <laughs> but, right we gotta, we gotta play the waiting game man we, we gotta see okay we're back now for the <laughs> interview going to ask you a few questions Devin this is for the listeners to get to know more about you for those who already are familiar with you to get to see what you've been up to lately uh, so I'm going to go ahead and fire off with this first question does North Carolina have its own music tradition or sound better put is there some distinct feature subgenre or other element that only comes from North Carolina if no why not I, I would say yeah yeah it's a it's a blend it's a like I said it's a it's a melting pot, but we have the, the way we talk, like the way we say say certain things, like uh, Elevated J, like "What Up, Babe," or "Kato Mighty," and you know, just like the slang that we hear um, when we with our grandparents. But North Carolina is unique. It's a very unique thing because it's different styles. Like I once, it's not like Atlanta or it's not like LA where the music is the same all the way across. Like you're gonna get you got the boom baps, you got the R and B singers, you got the like the nerd core, you got like different types of I don't know, it's just a bunch of everything in one. 
I don't, I really don't know. Like, in just being a part of it, I should know. But you, I mean, again, the, the culture here, the, the scene is very unique, bro. It's very unique. There's no way to describe the music here. It's just whatever you're looking for is here. Just know that. Okay. When you were putting together St. Luke Street, you were drawing on your own back catalog of several dozen songs. What was the connecting force that brought the album together? Were songs chosen around a single theme or was it more based on cultivating a mood? It was cultivating a mood. And then, I mean, also St. Lucas where everything uh, started. So I grew up on that street. Um, that's the only house I know. I can't remember any other places that my grandmother stayed before. That. Like that's, she would talk about it. I believe my grandma stayed in Virginia before that. Like I can't remember anything. That's what I grew up like as a baby. And so I met one of, uh, I met a producer. Like I recorded my first songs and produced my first records like on that road, on, on St. Luke. Also, it was these girls, they used to stay across the street, like directly across the street from my grandma. So what I thought was love, that's, I got my, my first little girlfriend over there. We used to go back and forth and it wasn't just me, it was a bunch of girls, so my cousins and we would all go back and forth. So I experienced a lot there. And so that's why I decided to give my album that name. Cause I talk about love and I talk about trying to come up and all, all of those things. So I was like, uh, let me let me name my album St. Luke. It's like my genesis, man. It was like it was like the, the the start of everything. You were instructed by people on your team to try and cultivate an image that could be rolled into a branding and marketing around your music. Did you find the creation of an image or identity something that confines you as an artist, or is it something that you intend to cultivate and change as you and your work evolves? I think I intend to change it as I evolve. Because to be honest, I'm not a fashion guy. I don't know what to look like. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I just, I throw on my shades, man, and let down my hair a little bit and put on whatever I think is, is dope. But as far as an image, I can, I'm still figuring it out. You know, there are people who have their own image of me, like things that they, that they see and they, but I plan on, you know, changing it as I grow. I feel like I'm gonna evolve. So, you know, it's exciting, man. It's, 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 I can't wait to see where I end up. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm staying humble about it and, and asking questions and, and remaining a student. And my, my last and final question to you, working on any self-started process, whether it is a business or an album, and sometimes feel like nothing is happening for an extended period until it suddenly blooms with a lot of uncertainty along the way. How were you able to tell that things were working and what things were worth pursuing? Or was it largely a lot of determination and trial by error? It's a lot of trial and error. I mean, that's always the thing. As you know, like from the music and in, in, from the music that you've heard in the past to now, the music that I have, I always had great responses. Well, the music that I started putting out now, I got an even greater response, and that's how I kind of knew, okay, this is it. This this is what works, and I stuck to that. <clears throat> but I got my information from people who've done it. So 
there's a quote that I love. If you stand on the shoulders, the shoulders of giants, you can see further than others. So I will only look for a response from people who've, people who've done it, like they've been there, right? And that's the only way you can really tell, like if it's gonna work. I mean, of course your friends matter, that, but you wanna hear it from people who, They've been Grammy nominated. They got plaques. They've been in the industry for a very long time. So I would roll my, when, when I put up my album, put up my music, I would ask them, hey, what do you think about this? How does this sound? And when I when I was getting that response, like, yo, this is crazy, or this is fire, or this, this, and that, I, that's how I knew it was it. That's how I was like, okay, I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. This is what I need to do. I don't need to do nothing else. Stay right here in this pocket. So of course my manager, he he's been in the game. He's been doing it for a very long time. So before I got my opportunity, he was one of those guys who was like, well, let me hear him out before I decide to do or move forward to get him anything. And um when he green lighted and was like, yo, this is crazy. I already knew. I already knew because it, a lot of people don't know, but I, you know, my manager, he's he was a part of uh, Lil Brother. So Lil Brother uh, was a group. And uh, they're legends, you know. It was it was Fonte, it was it was Big Pooh, it was Knife Wonder, <clears throat> Big Doe is my manager, so his opinion mattered. And then when I when when uh, Big Pooh came around and he he gave he green lighted, he was like, "Yo, you cold," you know. And he he heard it as well and he green lighted. So that's how I knew things were moving in the right direction. When the legends when the legends start popping out and they start complimenting your music, you know you're doing something right. So it's no shade to the friends or, you know, uh, family, but you got to get your information from people who've been there and that's doing it. And especially, I'm talking about the OGs, not the new folks. Not the new folks. The OGs are the ones who, they seal the deal. Because they'll tell you no in a heartbeat. But I don't mean, it's trash. No, I ain't rocking with this. But when the OGs like it, yeah. So that's how I kind of knew that I was doing the right thing. Okay. Well, Devin... Thank you uh, for coming on Sane Show again. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed having you on the show. And you know you're always welcome back on. Um, really quick, before I let you go, if you could let the listeners know where they can find your music and find St. Luke Street. Yeah, so St. Luke Street is out now on all DSPs. It's all digital uh, platforms. So it's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music. It's on Deezer. It's on iHeartRadio. Pandora, I mean, anything, YouTube music, YouTube, any, anywhere that you look, it's going to be there. Also, um, <clears throat> my tag is at who is Devin. That's all on all social media platforms, who is Devin, because people still trying to figure out who I am. And then uh, the last thing, man, I just want everybody to check out. I knew uh, me and Luke's new record myself. It's out right now. It's doing numbers. Uh, it's in a lot of, it's in a lot of uh, 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 major, um, I don't know what you call it, blogs or magazines or whatever, like Complex and Revolt and things like that. So, yeah, definitely check out myself. That's out now as well. And uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, listener, there, people are saying a lot of great things about his music, um, you know, in all the major publications and stuff. And you can find it everywhere. So please go and check them out. Show your support. Uh, again, St. Luke Street. Uh, and that, again, that is who is Devin. That is who... W-H-O-I-S-D-E-V-N. So 
make sure to check them out. Thank you again, Devin. Thank you again, listeners, for continuing to show your support and continuing to like, share, subscribe. And remember, you guys are listening to Sane Show, show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out.